Broadcasting live from the offices of policebackground.net. This is the Police Applicant Podcast with your host, Ken Royball. Hey, everybody. What's happening? This is the Police Applicant Podcast. It's Ken and Christine. What's up? What's up? Well, this is going to be an interesting podcast today. It's going to be an interesting podcast because it is. It's a, it's a sweaty podcast. It's a sweaty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never thought about that, but that is a very appropriate. That's pretty appropriate to say. It makes it's you a sweat, sweat a little bit. It makes you sweat. I can't tell you how many times, Christine, that I have been across the table from candidates and no lie. I've caught them. Hey, I did not mean to. Uh, in a lie. In a lie. <laughs> so it this. Makes- this it makes like, me feel it makes me feel better knowing that uh that you're that you are one of those people that does that though. <laughs> you know what I mean? I uh I have sat across from candidates and and uh, th- just to open this up. This is a uh the title the topic today is you lie you die. And that is a common phrase that is used by uh background investigators all across the nation. Uh because uh, basically, if you get caught lying in your police, you know, application, your hiring process, you're done. They just murder you you're right done. there. They murder the you right there because, uh, because if you cannot, here's, here's what I tell people with regard to, to police work, you are a police officer. It's you and your partner and the bad guy, right? And so you arrest them, you write a report. That report is gold. So when you go to court and they ask you what happened and you say, this happened, he did it. And and depending on your testimony, because you have the integrity of being a police officer, because of your testimony, you could send somebody to the death penalty. Cue sweat. (laughs) Cue sweat, because, (laughs) and that's why, that's why, um, uh, being honest during the background investigation is crucial. And I was saying earlier, I cannot tell you how many times I've sat across the table from a police applicant and they no lie. You catch them in a lie, you start piling it on and then they start crying because they see their career, their beloved, this thing they've wanted to do just start crumbling before Damn, Ken, I didn't, I didn't know that you were that heartless. It's, it's something, it's kind of weird. It's not something we can do anything about. If you catch somebody in a lie. Right. Um, and some of it is, um, some of it's cat and mouse, man. Some of it's cat and mouse. (laughs) 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 It is. Uh, And so, um, so we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about the different types of lies. Um, and, and just to, just to start out, Christine, I'm just going to say, it's not a good idea to lie because some, I would say the majority of background investigators are out there. They're really good. They're really good because they're usually retired or active police officers. And this is what they do. This so when what... you, when you're talking about types of lies, do you mean like good ones, bad ones? <laughs> good I'm lies. kidding. <laughs> well, there's, there are certain types of dishonesty when it comes to, uh, to background investigations. There is, uh commission there's omission there's honest mistakes there's white lies and we're gonna get into all those 
Commission would be like committing a lie. So you're committing to this and saying this is a lie, or is that completely off base on that? Well, okay. So so let's take it from the beginning. Okay. Because because usually when when a candidate begins to lie, they either will confess to the lie or they'll just continue it on mm -hmm. and they'll compound it. Let me tell you how you can compound a lie. So you uh, are filling out your application, your PHS, whatever they call it, wherever you're from. And there's a there's a question. Did you ever do this? And you write, you check off, no. And then later on, you go to the interview with the background investigator, however the agency handles it. And they ask you, okay, so all these answers are correct. And you say, yeah. That's line yep. number two, right? That's line yep. number two. Mm -hmm. So now we've, you're compounding it. Then you go to the poly. And at the poly, uh, they, you, they're looking at the polygraph, and now the sweat starts pouring. Yep. And then you're they cop out. digging your own grave. Yeah, there you go. Now they cop out to it. Usually what happens is they cop out after the poly, after the poly is over. So once the poly catches them, then they have three lies. The application, when they're asked about the application, before they take the poly, they still didn't cop out to it. Now they got busted in the poly. So now they've got three instances of that lie compounded. Compounded. So right. um, then it, it's, the, it's the point of no return. Once you so essentially, like it, you can't even just lie that one time because you're having to recommit that lie. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. And it always oh. happens at the poly because then you know you're holding something back. Mm -hmm. And that poly is going to pick it up. So um, people think that, oh, I lied. And then I can just say that, um, oh, the funniest thing to me, this is background stories. The funniest thing is when I talk to a candidate and I said, what happened here? You, you checked off, you checked off uh, no, and it's a yes. And the, and the, the, this is where the Academy Award nomination comes in because then they look at the question and they're like, <laughs> I've sat there with them and they're, they're looking at, and it's only one sentence and they're looking at the question, like they're studying it. And then, and I know what they're doing. Oh, in their it's mind, so going, sad. <laughs> how can I get out of, how can I get out of this? He's looking you at You know what right. though? Honestly, some people so nervous. Do you think that there's like, you might be able to tell a difference though between people that are so nervous that are looking at it and like looking for a way out or people that are genuinely like, oh my God, I like totally did actually in fact misread this. Uh, it's hard to misread stuff sometimes though, because yeah. the questions, the way the questions are worded and the majority of the time they're going to say, have you ever done mm -hmm. this? And like you it, so so for instance what you're saying is if you're if you're confused clarify that with them before answering right I would well if you're not sure the best thing to do if you come up to a question and you think it doesn't apply to me but maybe right put or yes. you just don't know how to answer it yeah put yes cuz you can always clarify a yes okay okay you can't clarify a no okay cuz then you're just like dead in the water right there yeah. And I've had people that, that have, that have said that even, even something like, have you ever been arrested? No. And then we get to them and we pull up their record and they've been arrested. And then I said, why didn't you put down that you got arrested? 
Well, I didn't think it applied to me because I was never taken to the station. Oh no. Or well, I was see, never oh, put in the police God, car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so whenever you are filling out an application, it's very they're very um clear questions. So they're just yes, better safe than sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, that's why they're yes or no. Mm -hmm. So you can't go back and answer uh or or uh, uh try to explain a no. But, but you, you can, can explain, explain a, yes. a yes. So if you're not sure if the question applies, but when people are stupid to me and, and, you know, background investigators are good, Christine. That's the other thing too, is like, if this person is uh, struggling enough to understand a simple question like that, do they belong in this field? You know what uh, I mean? It I kind of, know. it's, it's kind of like a weed out process in that way also. Yeah. And, and when you catch somebody who's actually actively lied to you, I'm mm -hmm. going to tell you, background investigators won't sit across from you and go, aha, aha, gotcha. They're not going to do that. Inside, they're going to go. <laughs> inside, they're little... just like, yeah, inside, they're just going to be like, aw, 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 that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> too bad, too bad. But when you catch somebody lying, and I have had people, this is, this is something that has occurred too. I've shown them documentation. I've, I've, I've told them what I found out. It's so there's cringy. No, there's no escaping this. And they go, yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, and uh, I have to, oh, God. okay, fine, fine. Because all I'm here is to find out what your answer is. It doesn't matter what you tell me. And I tell, I've told candidates before, it doesn't matter what you tell me. I'll write down what you tell me, but this is what, this is what the evidence has shown of what you did or whatever. And they'll right. sit there and go, yeah, okay, no, I'm going to stick with my answer. I'm thinking that's, that's so dumb because they don't want to say that they in fact did lie. But if they did though, they would be done too. So I think that that's, they're probably taking their chances, you know? Yeah. And where they're kind of like, oh, well, I'm already here. I might as well just ride this out as long as yeah. I can and see if I can get it. Yeah. They do that. They, they, they think that they're somehow salvaging their honor by not copping out right. to it, even though you may have reams of documentation. Right. Well, and it's, it's, and it's not even so much saving your honor, but it's like they, they, if they, if they admit to it, they know they're done. And if they don't admit to and stick to their lie, they're just kind of like trying like to operate on the small, like glimmer of hope that they could still hang on to that. You know what no. I mean? To get through, but either way, I mean, either way. No. And, and, you know, background investigators remember that they're, they're, they're retired or they're active police officers. And the, and a lot of times you, you don't know where they've been, but I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say that these guys have, uh, th these officers have sat across the table from people who've committed murder, who have committed armed robbery, you know, whatever crimes they have. And they can tell if you can sweat a criminal, a violent criminal, you better believe they're going to sweat you. And even if, I've talked to candidates They go, man, after I got done with my background interview, well, I didn't feel very good. I did not feel good at all. You just and go I'm home and like take a shower because <laughs> they feel happens. like it's all dirty from the lie. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you know that you have encountered a really good background investigator when you know you haven't done anything, but you feel like you feel like really bad. Because yeah. that's their job is to get. That's that how I feel right now talking about this. I'm like, oh god, I just like I'm not even in the hot seat, but I'm just kind of like, oh, this is like this is like a pucker factor right now. Well, just be happy that I'm not interviewing you for a background. That's that's what background investigators do, and they're yeah. really good. A lot of people think they're going to get away with it. A lot. Yeah, just of people expect think 
uh, basically just expect to walk out of there feeling like crap about yourself. Yeah. And then, and then let's say that you go through those, through those three steps and then you get to the background investigator and then you lie again when you say, no, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Wow. There's somebody with my name that did that and has my fingerprints too, you know, things like that. That's lie number four because they don't want to back out of it. Yeah. Um, and it's just, the thing is though, that I, I, and this is, this is something that I want everybody to hear is that the majority of time you won't, you won't, let's say that you have something that you did. Right. And it's, and you're all threatening it and you're, you're, you're all, you're all scared that you're going to get DQ'd. But in the end, that issue doesn't DQ you. It's but you what, lying about it. You lied about it. Yeah. So whatever you do, don't take it upon yourself to decide if it's important. Candidates over and over again, I've heard this over and over again. Well, I didn't, I didn't think it was important. I didn't think it applied. Don't, you don't, don't make that decision on your own. Yeah. That's not your decision. More often than not, it's going to bite you on the butt. If you decide, I don't think the background investigator needs to know about that. And then it turns out, yeah, we did. Yeah. And once you, once you lie on a PHS and the whole process, every background investigator that comes in and reviews your file is going to look at that file and say, oh yeah, they, they lied. And now they're telling me the truth. It doesn't matter whether you have a come to Jesus moment or not on your future applications, they're going to go, right. The only reason he's telling me the truth is because he lied on this background and got caught. Right. So you have to kind of do some soul searching. If you, if you think that there's something that is, that you did and you think it right. might DQ you, just cop out to it because you're going to get caught. And, uh, and, and a lot of agencies in California, and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, the majority of agencies are like this in California. Uh, your background lasts. Uh, you, it, it it lasts until you get out of the academy. Right. So you you have a year and a half. I'm sorry, until you get out uh, off probation. So in California, it just because you passed your background, you you're still in backgrounds until you get off probation which is a year and a half so anything could come up do you want to really want to risk that right and then having to kind of like cover whatever you've <clears throat> potentially tried you tried to cover up in the first place you have to continue to maintain that yeah and so this whole thing with lying by commission is just a bad idea just flat out lying mm -hmm. that's just not a good idea and then because omission is just like leaving it off Omission is just leaving it off and, and, and thinking that no one, you know, no one's going to find out about it. I just didn't put it down, mm -hmm. you know, and if you get caught, it's the same thing. If it's not on your, if it's not on your, um, if it's not on your PHS, it, it, it's, it's still the same as if you actively, actively lied about it. Because what happens is you go and you fill out a PHS somewhere and you put it a lot of times when candidates engage in lying on their on their applications, they can't remember how many lies they told along the way in all the other applications. Right. So here's one where you you don't put something down, and then they go to the next the next uh, 
agency and they look at your background file and there's something in there that you didn't put down in the first one or, or the or the one that they're looking at and so uh what happens is now we go hey you put this down here in this agency's file and you um and then you uh didn't put it in ours why not so why is it that you did not put it in ours? Because that's that's leaving it off on that's leaving it off. Right. When you shouldn't have. So and then that comes to the honest mistakes part. I know you kind of touched on that a little bit when they're like, oh, I didn't think this was going to be a problem or if they misread it, like expand on that a little bit with the honest mistakes. Well, see, that'll that'll tie into the to the omission, because what happens if you go? So let's go back to omission for just a second and then let's go to let's okay. tie that into honest mistakes. Okay. So I go to another, I go and review your file at another agency and you put this down, but you didn't put it on ours. Let's say it's something stupid. Um, you got a ticket that you didn't put on, you didn't put on ours, but you put it down in the other agency. Right. Which is kind of fair enough. I mean, like people forget things like that all the time. And you just forgot. Well, the question is, is the background investigator going to DQ you because it's because it wasn't on their PHS? The answer is they could because you have to remember it doesn't matter whether you honestly forgot they can't tell or that you didn't put they can't tell mm -hmm. and so here's but the i guess i guess that falls on them because they're kind of like oh you know why would this person lie about a speeding ticket if they've disclosed x y and z to me why would they lie about a speeding ticket so it's also kind of up to the background investigator to realize what's what's realistic or what would be something Correct. that's like oh why would they have a reason to lie about this they've disclosed yeah. this to me why would they lie about that but how do you so get I around mean, that mm -hmm. how do you get around that what you do and i'm going to give you a really good tip for everybody whatever the very first phs that you fill out Look make a copy that is mm -hmm. your master phs everything that every PHS that follows has to match that exactly. And so the PHS can is like what your personal history statement, right? Yeah, the application personal history statement. So that's essentially like the online application that you would initially fill out to begin the process. Yeah, correct? yeah. Usually it could be thirty pages. It's the it's okay. a big long one to tell us everything. Because typically there's like the online application. And then after you kind of get into the process, then they like they send you a packet that you'll fill out. So that that would the packet that you fill out would be the the PHS, the equivalent of that. Because I, I know yeah. some agencies don't don't have it where they call it by that that term or whatever. But it would just be the packet that you fill out. Yeah, right? the P, PHS is is usually uh, pretty universal as far as uh, they might call it an application, but it's usually. It's usually called a PHS or something similar, mm -hmm. um, because there is there there is the like the ten question pre application, right? And that'll cover a lot of times the um, maybe some of the things that would be an automatic DQ, and they're gonna mm -hmm. they're gonna catch that in this little mini application. But once you get right. the one in the mail, that's the one that you have to ma make a photocopy of. <laughs> so what would you recommend for people that have applied already to agencies, not knowing that, don't have a copy of their personal history statement, and now they're like trying to apply again? Obviously, there's nothing they can really do about it, right? No. Once you turn that first application mm -hmm. in, it's it's pretty set in stone. 
And so, and I, and it's not unusual. There's so many people that have not, have not uh, kept copies of the first PHS. And then once you find inconsistencies in the PHSs, and especially this comes up with, um, with uh, let's take for instance, drugs. I used marijuana 10 times, but over here I used marijuana 15 times. Mm -hmm. And then over here it was nine times. And so when you get those inconsistencies on issues that are pretty important, like drugs, especially mm-hmm. drugs. They don't if even you want to bother. You you can't well which one is it? Is it fifteen times? Is it ten times? How many And of course because, and of course you can't clarify that because you're not even sure at that point. So they're not even gonna want to bother with it. No. So what I tell people is is figure out when you're answering questions that you're not positive about, what you want to do is is you want to you want to uh come up with a number that's not insane. I mean, yeah, okay. I, I said 500 times because I, I knew it wasn't 500 times, but I just knew it, you know. No, if you think it was 15 times, say 20. But you feel better with 20, then put 20. I mean, because the, the, here's, here's the key to figuring out what you're going to put down in an application. What number do I feel comfortable with when I take the poly? Mm-hmm. Because if the, poly, if the polygrapher asks you, were you completely honest? about your drug use and you and in your mind in in nanoseconds you're going was it 10 was it 15 you're gonna yeah it's, it's gonna it's gonna spike God, and, it, and that happens too you think that that won't happen but like somebody like when it's like it's things that you would never guess because like if somebody were to ask me like it's kind of like one of those things where somebody asks you like how old are you after you just had a birthday Mm-hmm. And then you're like you you you're not used to saying that new number yet, and so like your mind just like brain farts, and you it automatically responds to whatever was comfortable at the the last time you were asked that, and so it's just like it's totally true. Where somebody's like, "How old are you?" and you say whatever first pops out, but then you realize like, "Oh, I've had a birthday since then." So it's things that you don't recognize that you that you'll forget. Like, yeah, and any any other time, it's okay. Right. Not on your background if it's. <laughs> Did your background investigation. So lying can be something. So we honest mistakes. If you come in and you, and you do an honest, honest mistake, um, you're probably going to be okay. But the background investigator, you're going to have to convince the back. They're not all going to go, Oh, you know, uh, you said this and, and I don't care whether it was an honest mistake or not. They could do that if they wanted it. It depends. But if it's an if it's honest mistake, you know, background investigators they they know. So know what what would be an example of of one that you could give in your situation where somebody you felt like gave you an honest mistake and what needed to happen or what needed to transpire for you to be able to be like, okay, this this was really an honest mistake. Like if you if you put something down on 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 another application, and and you say. Uh, uh, the the police came to my house for a, for a party, a mm-hmm. loud noise party, and I wasn't I wasn't there. But the the question is, have the police ever been to your house? Yeah. And you put and you put yes on that application, but on ours you put no. And I ask you, did you? I mean, it really is that something that I'm gonna uh, get excited about? Why didn't you put down uh, that that the police came to your house when you weren't there? You know, right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sweat you about that. And you go, and you tell me, I, you know what? I wasn't there and it's just, and I remember my brother told me about it and I, I forgot, you know, it's just not something I, I remembered cause I wasn't there. I, I didn't talk to the cops or anything, but I just yeah. slipped my mind. That's an honest mistake. Right. 
So for instance, oh geez, it just like totally slipped my mind. If, okay, so that's a specific question that they're asking you, right? So like, you know, have you ever been arrested or whatever? Like that's something that they would specifically ask you. So it obviously jogs your memory on that specific topic. But I've seen situations where they'll ask, a, like on, on the PHS, they'll ask, um, list any and all interactions you may have had with like the police over the, you know, in your recent past or whatever. So things like that, you would say like maybe a speeding ticket or, you know, like, but some people I could understand leaving things off because they're not going to be like, oh, um, the police came to my house because a homeless guy was walking through the neighborhood and he asked me if I could call 911 for him because he was lost or whatever. You're not going to include that on there. And But also, why would anybody lie about that? So I think ultimately it boils down to the the reasonability of the background investigator to be able to be like, uh, this is this is silly or inconsequential. Yeah, and, and, and that's a good example because... It's not something, and, and if a background investigator, or if you can look at a background investigator and say, why would I lie about that? That's not right. even, that's, and, and, and the background investigator, all they have to do is, is explain it and mm -hmm. say, it's, you know, he wasn't lying. It was just, it was just something that slipped his mind. If you can prove that, right. and it's really, and if you have something that could be, you know, technically it's dishonesty because you didn't include it. Mm -hmm. Most background investigators are going to be smart enough to know that um, it's not some it's not it's not something that makes any sense that you would right. lie about that. Yeah. You know, have you ever been uh, have you ever been uh, disciplined in school? And it comes back that you were you were disciplined in the third grade for getting in a fist fight. And, 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 you know, is that am I going to go? Oh, yeah. So what about this that happened 26 years ago? Hmm? Yeah, serious. You know, um, no, no, they're going to mark it down and go, oh, geez. Yeah. You know what? Now that I think about it. I, I did get in a fight. It was no big deal. I hit him once. He hit me twice. And then I fell down and uh, I didn't. Right. Well, and when they ask you specifics on things like that, it's kind of like, well, that's difficult, too. Like with honest mistakes where they're like, if you. Like if they ask you for a specific date, what if you genuinely like don't like you're like, I don't know. I listen, I don't know what I ate for breakfast two days ago. Like, <laughs> so yeah. it's like if, if they ask you a specific date, how do you respond to that? Where it's like, you, I don't I mean, you don't want to give them an I don't know, because that seems like that seems sketchy. Right. It seems like they're, mm. they're going to be cynical of that. They're going to be um, it's going to be questionable. That but is a good if, question. But if they ask you something and you're like, you know what, I really don't know. And I don't know how, like, I don't want to spit out a date because then I'm caught in a lie, right? Like I'd make up a date that might be reasonable or like ballpark it. You don't want to do that. You also don't want to give them an I don't know, but you also don't want to get the date wrong in effort of trying to give them a date. So I think my first inclination, somebody asking me that, whether it's on paper or not, to be like, you know what, I, I really don't know. I, I cannot give you a specific date. I don't really know how to proceed from here. What would you, I mean, what is that? What do you do? There's, there's two things about that. One is um, what I've told candidates before is if you do something, you know, when you tell me that I don't remember, that's, the, that's not something to say. It's not something, don't ever say to a background investigator, I don't remember, if you possibly okay. can avoid it. So maybe so, just like word it differently in the sense that you're like, I genuinely can't, uh, I can't say with like 100% certainty a date, but I can. Yeah, can't be specific, but here's, here's how, you, here's how you work that. Uh, if you, 
if you've done something, mm -hmm. if you've done something and, and you did it one time or two times and it was significant, right. you're going to remember it. So yeah. if it's, if it's one or two times, that's going to be difficult to get out of that. You can't remember. Mm -hmm. And I mean, significant. If it's something, if you tell me, well, I smoked dope 200 times. Right. Tell me each date for every individual time you yeah. use that. Come on, man. Are you serious? Well, and so that's the thing too. Like people, like oftentimes, like obviously, if they're under the influence of that or any like other like drugs or alcohol or whatever, they're. I mean, that it's going to inhibit their ability to remember things anyway. You uh, know? You're not, not going to remember if, if it's a bunch of times. If it's a right. bunch of times, you're not going to remember each and every time. So what you do on that is is you have to come up with a with a start date and an end date and you don't need you don't need days you just you need give them an example okay so like it was i remember it was hot outside or i yeah. remember that it was i i was hanging out with so and so and i just i met them at this point in my life so i know that it was when i was working at this place which was around this time so yeah, kind of giving can, them okay if you say that um that i started smoking dope in um in college okay so you I knew, knew you were 18. i knew it Ken. You, you, knew, <laughs> you knew you were 18 and this is the year you were 18. so starting mm -hmm. in 2015 is the first time i ever used dope okay i don't need yeah. the date and then when was the last time you used dope it was right it was in my junior year i graduated right, that's reasonable. i said not okay so then i was i was this age in this year and mm -hmm. so if you go from year to year and you kind of you kind of say it like that but if there's a back and I'm, and I'm, I'm saying this doesn't happen. I'm not saying that a background investigator won't sweat you saying what, are, what's the exact date of this thing. Obviously, obviously you're not going to have that information sometimes. Right. But if you come up with at least, if, if not a month, at least between 2009 and 2015, uh, this is when this occurred, then right. you're fine. And fine. if they continue to sweat you about it, you could just be like, um, do you want me to just like produce a date? <laughs> like, do you yeah. want me just to like pick something so you can write something down? I can do that. But like, yeah, yeah I there's, mean, for there's no way because what's in your head, it's just for, for a background investigator, it just has to make sense. Yeah. Um, and the issue comes up with when you start, and this is important when you come up with it, with it either a month and year or, or a year, stick with it. Right. That's the time because this is where having a PHS, your master PHS comes into play too, because I've had mm -hmm. candidate, if you come in and you tell me something happened three or four times or you, and then on another application, you say it happened 10 times, or you right. say it happened in, um, in 2009. And on the other application, you tells me, it ha you tell me it happened 2010. Right. That's going to be that's going to be a red flag to a background investigator. So I think like a, a like a life hack, if I can throw that in right now, or like a life pro tip would just be not even in terms of like this context, but even just in the realm of everything. If you're ever turning something in, that's a hard copy of anything or through email, just save a save a copy for yourself. Yeah. Because even if it's like a contract that you've signed, you want to have that original copy. So I think that there, there's that. And then I also have like a logistics question for you because yes. you say, so for instance, let's say somebody applied in 2017 to like the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and they're like, um, they got DQ'd or whatever. They have their, their PSA, PHS 
on file and then they decide that they want to apply again like in three years how long do they keep those documents and how is that even feasible for them to be able to hold on to all of that information it, well because now with with computers right what they're going to do is even if they let's say they have a, a purging policy mm -hmm. they get rid they get rid of uh, the hard copies after three years what they're going to yeah. do is they're going to make notes then the things that are important and uh -huh. they're going to include that in the online file. Gotcha. So they'll so, be like, oh, this was such and such was questionable. So that when they come back through, they'll sweat them on it. Yeah. Because it can gotcha. be 10 years from now. And they may have thrown away the paper copy. But mm -hmm. in the in the computer file, they're going to have notes of the most important things that stood out. Or red so, flag so, issues. So let's say <laughs> if there's like, okay, I guess for bank records, typically it's like seven years. So for the sake of argument, I'll say that. Let's say somebody applied one, you know, one year. They've had like a, they've purged that stuff so little things like you said for drug use or whatever like your speeding ticket history things like that are like, drug use for sure they would make a note of but if you said like how you said not one one application it said nine times another time it said 15 another one said 10 things like that if they don't specifically make a note of those things that you're pro you're probably going to be fine like after a course of seven years right for them to come back in and they reapplied to say like to say a number <laughs> Well, and then that, things, that's not really, there's a, a smaller chance they'd get bitten in the butt over that because they don't are, have. Are you asking me if they keep record of, of that type of. I guess I, uh, so I guess what I'm saying is if, so somebody that like from one year to the next, if they applied and how you said there's like a difference on all of their number, like different applications, the number of times mm -hmm. that they used or did whatever. Mm -hmm. Then after seven years, once that's thrown away and they come back. <clears throat> um to reapply if they don't have like the specific there's a smaller chance that if they say okay i used it 10 times there's a smaller chance that once those once those records are purged they're not going to go back and be like oh well you said seven years ago you said that you used it nine times so which is it you know what i mean well those I guess, those are the those are records they're going to keep yeah that so for bigger things yeah and there's there's probably about 10 items that are that are dq issues like deal breaker type that type things right and those are the things that are, that are going to be included in this mini file okay wherever you go um and so it could be it could be driving it could be dope it could be getting being fired it doesn't matter whatever red flag issue comes up that's going to be included in that computer file even if there's exactly. no paper file okay so they'll throw like the the three the 30 page packet away but they'll yeah. they'll still have a file on you like with like a summary of important things yeah i mean for instance i can i can get a 35 page application mm -hmm. and i can go through it probably in two three minutes because you know because what to look for i know what i'm looking for mm -hmm. and those are the things that are going to be included in that file so it doesn't matter what it, the the purge policy of any agency doesn't matter if they keep computerized files of that information that is pertinent to your application right. mm-hmm and so um, I think we covered omission, honest mistakes, white lies. I think lies. we did. Yeah. So, yeah, honest mistakes. I think that that was a good example saying like, oh, things that you would obviously leave off. And it's like, a, a um, I guess, just a point of being like reasonable on both on both ends there. As far, right. yeah, as, far as white lies goes, that would be like lying about small things, again, that you think wouldn't matter, right? Yeah, you know what? Let's uh, let's go back to honest mistakes real quick because there is there is something about that that I 
I just remembered. Okay. Um, there are questions that, that are asked and, um, and sometimes they're not worded specifically for some situations. Yeah. Or there's ambiguity where people like have trouble interpreting the question. Yeah. I mean, I've had candidates that have said, you know, domestic violence, you ever been involved in domestic violence and you go, and what do you think about when you think of domestic violence? You think of, you, I would think the first place my mind would go would be like a bad enough situation where like the police were called and involved because it got that bad. But I'm like a domestic well, violence situation, like without as many siblings as I've had, I'm like, domestic violence is like a daily occurrence. <laughs> well, like, I, I'm, think, I'm thinking of domestic violence. If somebody asks you, uh, asks, asks people about domestic violence, the first thing they think of is a romantic relationship. Right. Oh, no, I've never. No, that's a no. Yeah. And then you get to the poly and the polygraph examiner says, have you ever been involved in domestic violence? No. Have you ever had a fight with your brother, with your sister? Oh, Heck yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's They're like, so why'd violence. you say no? Yeah. Why'd you say no? And then that would be an honest mistake. So, yeah, and that's the hard thing, because if you're not specifically defining, there's ambiguity there because people have different perspectives. So you have no way of knowing, like, I, I think the way to avoid that would be like, have you ever been involved in domestic violence situation, domestic violence being defined as X, Y, and Z? If you don't give them a specific right. definition of what that is, then you can't, you can't uh, criticize them for giving you something within or outside of what that definition might be if you don't provide that. Yeah, because a lot of states, they define domestic violence as not just a romantic relationship. You know, yeah. you're, you could hit your parent, you could hit your brother and sister, and they could go to the hospital. You could get arrested. That's still going to be either right. some kind of domestic battery or something like that, depending on what state it is. So that's one whether, of the honest whether mistakes. You're, whether your brother deserved it or not. You know, most of the time they do. <laughs> yeah. White lies. White lies okay, yeah. are, it's not white lies. Ah, they're not going to find out. Right. They're not going to find out. My favorite white lie is is approaching candidates and saying, "We found this. We found this out about you. Why? Why did you say that?" My friend, who's a cop, told me I didn't have to say anything. I have had candidates whose parents were police officers that mm -hmm. said, "No, no, don't, 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 uh, don't mention that." And then we find out about it. And. Um, um, here's here's my advice on white lies. This whole thing, man, this whole fantasy that the background investigator is not going to find out about it. Don't don't fool yourself because there's so much information and you think there's no record of this. There's no record of that. You really you believe that. So when I send out reference letters to so-and-so and they're kind of, they're trying to help you. Yeah. Well, there was that time that one cop stopped, stopped us, but Johnny didn't do anything. And you're and like, I, wait, what? <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Because you don't know where this information is going to come from. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't fall for the belief that just because, Oh, or like, or like stories like, yeah, they call a reference and they're like, Oh yeah, they took really good care of me when we, you know, when we got arrested that one time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're a really good, trustworthy person. And you're like, they're whoa! Really nice. So you guys got arrested. Yeah, he got a, he got a, he got let go, but I got booked. <laughs> but he didn't. He 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 uh, he didn't get booked. You know, right. and you'd be surprised how many times that happens. And yeah, and even if it, they're vouching for you, like he didn't do anything, so there was so that's why they let him go. But if you didn't disclose that you've ever been like that, that you didn't disclose that interaction. 
Yeah. There's a red flag. And even today in my business, I have, I have candidates that are, they're clients of mine, but they say, yeah, I talked to my, I talked to my friends. I have two buddies that are, that are police officers. And they said, that's probably not something you want to mention. And I, and I, my first, if you talk to a police officer, somehow or another, the fact that they're a police officer makes them like the knowledgeable. Expert. Yeah, yeah, experts in this stuff. And my first question to anybody that tells me, because it, I always get the, I always know what the answer is going to be, is when I ask them, how many background investigations has your friend done? Right. The answer is always none. None. So when you have a friend who's, who's in the business that tells you, uh, you don't have to mention this, I didn't mention it, and I got away with it. That happens too, man. Yeah. Because well, just because yeah, are. just because they've been through the process doesn't mean that they're an expert. And just because maybe if they if they lied and got away with it doesn't mean that you're going to. No. So the best thing is is whenever whenever uh, someone gives you advice who's a police officer, just say thank you. Grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> and then walk away from it. And the red flag for you is when somebody tells you, yeah, you don't have to mention that. That's the that's the biggest red flag ever do not do not listen to cops because they will a lot of time especially if they say don't mention it so yeah. um i i think that uh and and one of the other things that uh as far as lying as far as lying goes is that those are the types of things that will get you will get you uh end up in a dq so can Give me an example, like a real life example from your experience. You said this is one of my favorite white lies is when they're like, oh, well, they told, you know, so my cop friend told me not to disclose this. What were they lying about? What was the white lie that they told? One of the worst ones I ever had happen, mm -hmm. ever had happened before was uh, I got the file. Inside the file, there was a report of an arrest. Okay. It was my candidate. Uh -huh. I look at the PHS. There's no, there's oh, no. no, uh, there's no, I got arrested. So what happened? So I'm sitting across the table from, him. I say, well, you, you ever been arrested or anything? No, no. And then uh. I pull out the report and I turn it around and I, what's this? And well, then, I think know, that's, you, that's an even more concerning, like point of contention for you. Is that even a, the right word to use in this context? I'm not sure the like if they're sitting there across the table from you and there's not even any shred of hesitation like well there was this one time that i'm not really sure that i didn't put them you know what i mean because at least then it shows yeah. that they're that the wheels are turning like i wasn't sure if i should include this it's like a come to jesus moment like i'll tell you this now i wasn't sure if i should include it there but if they straight up are just kind of like yeah no 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 and that's probably not the best example but it is an example of of somebody saying yeah that didn't happen and the reason it didn't happen in this case is that uh, the candidate's father was a police officer. Mm -hmm. And after we, after I talked to him and he goes, yeah, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and he goes, yeah. And, um, and my dad's outside. So I went outside and I talked to his dad and I said, yeah, no, you can't uh, do this, man. I don't know why, why did you tell him not to do that? But that's one of the, that's, yeah. that's probably an extreme example of, of a cop saying that, mm -hmm. but he, he submarined his son because the, the, the arrest wasn't an, a big enough of a deal to get him DQ'd. But his dad had uh, advised him to not to not mention it. Correct. Correct. Yikes. And a white 
a white lie is something where you look at the question and you you're sitting there looking at the question and it absolutely applies to you. Mm-hmm. But you say to yourself, um, not important, not, yeah. not a big deal. I'm, right. I'm going to put no. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I guess it doesn't surprise me, but I just thinking about it in terms of like just the the guilty like uh, ethic, the bad ethics of it is enough. But I also feel like um, the if 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 that's not bad enough, then you would think that the pressure of 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 getting caught would be enough for you to to not do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you didn't feel guilty, like if you didn't feel guilty enough lying about it to not lie, then you'd think that the extra added pressure of this whole situation and getting caught would be incentive enough to be like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to hide this. And that's where it comes down to what, when you, there's, there's more than one time, you're just not going to check off a box and that's right. the end of it. You're going to end up talking to a background investigator. You're going to go to a poly and somewhere along the line. And it's hard. It's hard for people, unless you're some kind of psycho path <laughs> to sit across from somebody who's really a good background investigator or really a good polygraphy examiner and look them straight in the eye because every time somebody leaves an interview and and they know in their heart that they lied they're going to carry that and and no matter what you say to people they're the people that are really really good people they can they can't they can't hang with the lie yeah and they're going to Another question, I'm sorry. No. Um, is on the polygraph, you said if you can look them in the eye, are you guys making like unbroken eye contact? Like it's a staring contest the entire time? No, it's not that's like au- that. I was like, that's awkward already. <laughs> there are I don't- there are indicators. Uh, there are okay. indicators when someone's lying to you. So then if they're skeptical, then they look up and they have you look them in the eyes and be like, say that again. <laughs> No, you should be able, you and I, you and I are the people who are listening to this can't see what's going on, but we're on a video, right? Uh-huh. We're on a video conference. You and I have not, we, we're, we're talking to each other, looking each other in the face. Yeah. But if I was lying to you, if you asked me a question and I was lying to you, I would, I'd probably look, like look away, look down. Right. Maybe I'd start fidgeting. Right. You know, maybe, maybe I'll swallow. Uh-huh. There are signs that you can tell when someone's lying. Gotcha. And um, so then, so, yeah, they pick up on that. Well, and that's the thing yeah. too is you have to pay attention also because that would be stressful for me because you know, knowing psychologically that those are things that they're looking for. Even if you're swallowing your spit, just because you like genuinely have to swallow your spit, I'd be like, oh mm-hmm. my god, I don't want to do this right now because I'm gonna look like I'm lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. You start to overthink it and be like, oh. If you're looking at the ground starting out, you're like, I don't want to be looking at the ground or not staring at the same thing the whole time. Because if if I shift my eyes, I don't want that to come across as as looking like that's what the case is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And don't and and for the people listening to this, don't get hung up on all this. Don't get hung up on it. It's 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 really it's very simple. Just tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Tell the truth and let the cards fall where they may. Yeah. You know, uh, you'd be you'd be surprised that there are agencies that are much more forgiving than you think. Oh, for sure. But yeah. They're not going to forgive you if you get caught lying. Yeah. So what happens? Uh, what happens when you how does this affect your applications other places? It depends on the agency. Mm-hmm. 
if you go, if you go to an agency, if you, if you get DQ'd for lying at one agency and lying in, in basically in what we're talking about, lying can be taken, take on a lot of different forms, uh, can be defined as dishonest, being dishonest mm -hmm. for one, one agency's, uh, felony, maybe another agency's misdemeanor. Right. Well, cause that even comes with the territory of like where it's at too, or what's, yeah, yeah what's allowed in that state or whatnot. It just depends on each agency and what they're going to consider, you know, uh, a point of no return for them. Mm -hmm. So you can go to one agency and get caught lying. Can you go to another agency and apply and they forgive you for it? Or are you, are you blackballed as being a liar? I think probably it would be something that based on what we've talked about, if it's a flat out lie, I mean, you probably, flat out you would lie. probably be blackballed. Yeah. You're probably done. But if it's something where they're kind of like, ah, what was the, what were the, what were the details or, or the story behind this? And if it was something again, like it falls between reasonable and unreasonable. And if it's something that's reasonable, then maybe they, they would consider it, but yeah. So don't fall for the, don't fall for the, the, this thing where, um, I was afraid if I told you I'd get DQ'd. No, you wouldn't mm -hmm. have been DQ'd, but now you're going to be DQ'd. Right. So again, that comes back down to like the example you gave with like, oh, have you ever been in a domestic dispute? And they didn't, they didn't put it down. They put no, because they didn't in their mind process that, that like their sibling interaction in 2004 or whatever mm -hmm. would be something that they would need to put down. And so you said that would fall under like an honest mistake. So what Correct. is the, what is the workaround for that? The background investigator is just kind of like, okay, that's not like the, what is the solution to that? When they find that that's the situation, that this is an honest mistake, they determine that it's an honest mistake and then it's just like not a problem. No. Okay. No. So they just like, let it go. Because yeah, you can tell that it's not that the, the candidate wouldn't why What's the point? Right. Of lying about that. And if it sounds reasonable where the candidate would say, no, I mean, I didn't think that, I didn't think that was the same thing. And you're like, yeah, I, we so, wouldn't even count it anyways. So can do most agencies, I mean, I know that, um, like LA does, but do most agencies, cause I would imagine that there's probably some agencies that don't have background investigators that do interviews with their candidates. Is that something that is common for other agencies or agencies? around the United States for them not to do interviews. Like, obviously you're going to have a background investigator, but like, let's say it's a small department. They maybe contract somebody else out to do the background investigation on these people. But is it common that they don't do like, cause you as like a background investigator in LA would meet with people face to face, these candidates and talk to them about these things. Is, is it common or do you know if, if, if that's something that they do everywhere, because I would imagine there's probably smaller departments that don't have interviews face to face with these candidates. Yeah. It just depends. It just depends on the, on the agency. And then all agencies aren't created equal. They don't, mm -hmm. they which do then, things completely different, which then I would imagine would make it harder or maybe like it could make it he's easier or harder for the, for the applicant because they either have a chance to explain themselves or don't, or they, or they don't get sweated as much on, on things, you know what I mean? So it could be a positive negative in that way that they don't have that interview. But I would imagine that in a lot of cases that it would be like a negative on the candidate's behalf because they don't have that chance to talk to somebody or like it, reason with a human. 
Yeah, it depends on the on the agency. But if there's generally speaking, if they don't ask you about it, it's not an issue. Right. Um, but then some agencies, it, you know, it's just there's no there's no law or policy covering how every agency should conduct their backgrounds. Right. Because there's which makes basic, it hard too. There's just basic requirements. Well, and I would imagine if they don't have a background, like let's say a small agency, like a little, I mean, podunk town, they have like maybe 10, 15 people on the force. They don't have, like, they probably don't have somebody like an investigator interviewing the candidate. So let's say they, they conduct the investigation. If there was a problem, they would probably ask you on the polygraph if that, if they conduct one, you know, if it became mm -hmm. an issue, that's where they'd ask you, but you just are, I guess. It might be, like I said, it could be good or bad for the candidate. Like it could be easier that you don't have to go through that process, but also you could, you could be at a deficit because you don't have that opportunity to talk to somebody and interact with them and maybe like try to justify or explain a little bit. Okay. Well, look, this is a situation, you know, you, would... yeah. And we'll, we'll cover the, you know, how to fill out the PHS and sections of the PHS so that if that was the, if that was to occur, how okay. to document things, gotcha. uh, but most likely a background investigator is going to contact you at some point. They're going right. to ask you about this, that, or the other thing. Right. Um, Whether it's a face-to-face -face interview is a separate, yeah. but they'll they'll probably talk to you at some point. Yeah. So as far as as far as uh, affecting other applications with other agencies or how other agencies do their backgrounds. Um, uh -huh. It's important to know that you, what you do at one agency will follow you to another agency. So right. don't get, don't just the easiest way, the easiest way to navigate this is to just tell the truth. Just be yeah. honest. Uh, another question is, is what, what happens when you get caught? Yeah. You can, you can totally, totally screw yourself. So bad. If you get caught. So let's say you get caught, you get caught lying, uh -huh. which is not something that I, I really, I really, I, I'm not a lot of times if somebody is a liar, yeah, I don't have a problem disqualifying them mm -hmm. because there's really in, in, in real life and how, and there's been times where police officers have perjured themselves in court. Yeah. Got caught lying. You know, they wrote in the report, yeah, and he hit me five times. And then the camera shows he didn't God. hit you at all. That makes me cringe. But it happens, right? Especially yeah. this day and age where there's there's body cameras. There, It works both ways. But there's, there's mm -hmm. cameras everywhere. There's cameras on buildings. There's cameras, right. you know, people are filming. Anyways, so... So the bottom line is, uh, is don't lie, but if you get caught lying, don't compound it. Yeah. Just own you it. Know, Be like, yeah, time, you know what you could, if it was something that's serious, like the guy that got arrested and didn't, and tried to lie about it, mm -hmm. there's probably no, there's probably no way to get out of that. But if it's something that you, um, and honestly, it makes me question his dad's status as a police officer that he told his son to lie about that. It kind of, I, if he worked for the same agency, I'd probably throw his dad in the ringer and be like, Hey dude, what's the situation yeah. here? But not every situation. This is where candidates get in trouble. And we discussed this a little earlier. If you get caught lying, yeah. do not fall on, Oh, the background investigator is going to DQ me. If I say anything, it's going to DQ me. Right. Don't fall on that. What you should do is just, if it's something that, that you think is going to, is, 
is not, it's not as big a deal a lot of times as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Just cop out to it. Cop out to yeah. it. Because if you continue, if you get on your background investigation, the candidate or the, uh, the background investigator writes, uh, we had all this evidence and I asked the candidate about it and he just wouldn't cop out to it. And it, so the, the whole thing's inconclusive. What happens with that when somebody does not cop out to this lie what ends up happening is now it's it's open. It's an open incident. There's no right. there's no closure to that incident. Mm-hmm. So I mean, um, it's it's a it's a roll of the dice as far as how it's going to turn out. I can't say. Right, but you I just own say. it and be like, all right, listen, like this is this is the deal, and it may I mean it may end up working out in your favor, and if it doesn't, then at least you don't get branded as like like if you get disqualified, that's going to happen either way. So better better to be disqualified as an honest person rather than a liar. Yeah, because if you if you can sit across from a background investigator and say, you know what, I was I was just afraid. I was afraid I was going to get disqualified, and I know it wasn't a big deal. Um, the background investigator should write that down and say, just mm-hmm. guy was just stupid. You know, he yeah. made a stupid decision, and um, and that's a lot of times what happens is candidates are so fearful that mm-hmm. they'll get disqualified that they start and then once you get into it and then you can't remember the lies and then you just keep compounding it and with all these opportunities and i've i've talked to candidates and i said you went to your phs interview you went to the poly um i called you initially and now i have this information you had all these opportunities to tell me the truth and you decided yeah. not to so just remember it's not it's not one check box on the phs there's a lot of, uh, and, and when they catch you going, you had this, this, and this opportunity to tell us, that just, right. that makes it so much worse because you just continued with the lie. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about that. I'm, I'm sure everybody yeah, listening to this is good. just happy as heck. Yeah, I know. It's it's a kind of a heavy topic, but it's important. And it was it like, is. yeah, there was a lot of good information for sure. Now, the issue is you don't have to, it doesn't have to happen. Just, just yeah, it's whatever like you totally done, avoidable. It's like totally avoidable. It is. It's absolutely avoidable. You don't have to just let the, just let everything fall where it may, and then just find out if they're going to hire you. If, if there's an agency that says, nah, that that's not, this happened and that's not good. There's another agency that says, ah, we don't care about that. I've had agencies, I've had agencies where I uh, were, where the candidate told me something on the PHS and I've gone to the other agency. And the background investigator looks at me and goes, hey, hey, he did this. What What about that? And I'm looking and I'm saying, oh, yeah. And in my mind, I'm going, what? And then we hire the person a month later because yeah. that thing. Yeah. So why lie about it? Mm-hmm. Just go to a place that that's not a big deal to. And believe it or not, there are there is one agency that says what you did isn't acceptable. And there's 99 that say whatever. Right, because they'll, I mean, if you're an honest person with a little bit of dirt on them, like what's what's not okay for one agency, yeah, would be okay for another agency. But if you're a liar with dirt yeah. on them, then that's a double, that's a double whammy. Yeah, so if you lie about it at the get-go, yeah. it's, it's going to follow you. So the, the bottom line is just be honest, don't lie, um, uh, and, and uh, just... Let nature, uh, let nature run its course. Yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised. Well, that was a... That was kind of a heavy topic, I think. It was, yeah. It's it's a little, yeah. It's a little bit like, um, 
like I said, it makes you sweat a little bit, even though you're not cause just because it's a heavy topic. Yeah. Even if you're not in the situation, but but it's definitely good information because it's a big yeah. piece of a big piece of the process. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate you asking all the questions. I'm sure there's a lot of candidates that are, yeah. are uh, going to be appreciative too. That uh, Christine was here with the oh. question with the hard hitting questions, which yep. is I. I I think it's good that when I think know. too, for, for situations like these, depending on people's own experience, they're like, you can ask like generic or generalized questions, but people have their own specific questions based upon their own situations. Right. So right. that's, that's definitely something where if you have a situation, you could totally reach out to Ken. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, ask him. I, and if you, and for some reason you, I mean, don't get caught up in the, in the, well, should I mention this or not? Remember what we talked about, mention it. Um, mm -hmm. But you can always reach out to me and uh, I'll be happy to answer questions uh, yeah. uh, in an email, ken at policebackground.net. Just send me a quick note and uh, I'll be able to, to help you out. And it'd probably save you a ton, a ton of, of heartache down the line. If you just reach out to me and ask me, it's uh it's free and I'm always available to answer questions. So I think that was, that was it for us. As far as this uh, topic goes, I think we've have mentioned everything there is to mention. I, I think don't think so. we left anything out. So thank you guys for, uh, for listening in. And, uh, we really appreciate you. Remember, uh, policebackground.net. We do it all there. And uh, Ken and Christine will be back with another episode soon. So thanks a lot. Talk to you guys later. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the Police Applicant Podcast. We are the premier police background prep site in the U.S. and Canada. For more information on scheduling your police background consultation, go to policebackground.net. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes.